drives me wild. There's so many kids in like 90s Raptors jerseys. Welcome back to the Pretty Good Podcast by GraphicCurious.com. Hope everybody's staying cool out there. It's a scorcher today, and it's a scorcher on this podcast. We'll actually be continuing from the live music discussion we had a couple episodes ago with myself, Drew, Ben, and Zach, but this time we'll be talking about Forecastle. So let's dive right in. Okay, so you guys know about a lot of music festivals out there. You know, Bonnaroo, um, Coachella, or maybe Baychella if you're one of the beehive, but I'm not going to attack those people because they'll get me on Twitter. And everyone knows about you know Woodstock, which sort of started it all, as well as the other concerts around the world. But here in Louisville, we have our own, which is Forecastle. Now, it started in 2002 um, as a little festival in, in Tyler Park, which really isn't that big when you think about where it is now on the waterfront downtown. Uh, now it's a big thing. Um, about 75,000 people, they estimate, each year come in. It's a three-day festival. They've had big headliners like Outkast, Black Keys, Sam Smith, Chris Stapleton. Uh, this year, the Killers, I think, are the big name. They get the stage on Friday night. And so before we dig into who will be here this year, who we know, excited about, one of our podcasters has actually played in it. So he can give you a different kind of experience. So, Drew, tell us about what you did. Yeah, so um, kind of how I got my my start to DJing. Uh, my friend Ja'Cory, 1200 Arthur, like I was saying, came to me and said, hey, I need a DJ. And so, uh, you know, uh, I said, yeah, I'm down. And so we, uh, me, him, and Nick Burke uh, played as the self-titled group 1200 for um, three or four years, I think, um, we were together. And so we started playing small shows around town. We played, uh, Mag Bar was our first ever show. Um, we played, there. Yeah, but, yeah, let me give a shout out to Ben because Ben has been a real one in that, in that, uh, that journey. Um, literally day one. Literally, qu- quite literally quite day literally. one. <laughs> um, and so uh, we played Magbar. We played New, New Vintage several times. Um, trying to think. We played Headliners. One of our first really big shows um, was an event called the Hip Hop Derby. And I forget what year that was. Um, but Jalen Rose, formerly known as Jalen Rose, um, <laughs> He headlined that show. We played before him, and uh, Jacory curated curated a, a group. It was uh, it was us, and we had I think a quintet, a string quintet, and we also had a twelve person um, twelve person choir that performed with us um, at headliners, and then that kind of propelled us into we played Poor Castle, um, which is a smaller festival that's you know build for the locals is always the weekend before forecastle really cool event um we got added to that um maybe a week before that festival was supposed to happen because somebody backed out we played that the year before we played forecastle um and then we just kept playing shows we played mercury ballroom a couple times um had a chance to play the palace but we didn't we, we passed on that opportunity but anyway um we got selected to play Forecastle. I think that was, I forget what, 2015 maybe? 2015 uh, or 2016? I think it was 2016. 2016, okay. When you guys played. Yeah, so that was awesome. You know, we got that news and um, 
you know, we were ecstatic about that. Uh, we were the very first group of the entire festival. We played at three o'clock uh, on Friday on the Elgin stage, like we've been talking about under the bridge there. But, um, you know, we practiced for weeks for it. You kind of learned. It was cool because you learned about, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff about a festival that the average goer probably wouldn't know. So, for instance, part of the Forecastle deal was we weren't allowed to play before or after Forecastle for, like, six weeks, I think is what it was. Um, so we actually had to cancel a gig before that because uh, we had something scheduled already, but we had to cancel it. Um, That's so, really? That's real? Yeah, it's real. Yeah, they – is, I'm, is it for all art? Yeah, see, I don't know. I don't know if it's for like. Sure, the, is that? Yeah, I don't know if it's for the the big headliner because I don't know that they have that kind of pool. Um, but like, I was maybe say, I wouldn't think so because I think that it's like part of their tour almost. So it's like right. Anderson Pack will play sad that Saturday, and like I'm sure he's got a show two days later, you know, in Ohio maybe or something. Right, um, and so I think that um, I think that's probably for local groups um, because. You know, they don't do a whole lot of local groups. I mean, they do a handful every year. Um, but I think part of the deal is we let you on the bill. You don't play close to the festival. So we get as many people buy these tickets to come see you as possible. So uh, one a big deal that, you know, that was a small price to pay for us um, to be able to play the festival. So, um, you know, we practiced leading up to it the night before Forecastle. We had a little pre-show private viewing party for a very select few people at our rehearsal space um, down in Butchertown. And then the day of, um, we did a similar show to what I was describing earlier about um, at Headliners. We had, um, it was me, myself, Nick Burke, and then Ja'Cory, obviously. And then we, he pieced together, I believe it was an eight or 10 piece choir, but they were all high school um, middle school age kids um, throughout the community. He's um, he's an educator himself, and he's a you know very involved in the community. So that was a big thing for him was getting getting some kids involved in in the show, and it was really cool to get to do that and like see their excitement with doing you know performing like that. Like I, we were as excited as the kids were, um, you know, because that's a big deal. It was um, clearly one of the biggest shows we ever played. But um, so day of we we all meet at the the rehearsal space, get our stuff together. And then the festival, they actually came and picked us up. Um, we rehearsed right down in Butchertown, not even, I mean, we weren't even five minutes from um, Waterfront Park. So they send two or three vans to pick us up. Um, everybody that's, you know, was in the entourage, I guess, which you could say, um, I don't like saying entourage because that gives it, I feel like sometimes a negative connotation. And with that particular group of people, it couldn't have been farther from the truth. But uh, anyway, so they pick us up in the vans. They drive us over to the festival grounds. They take us in this back gate um, that obviously is for, you know, artist interest or whatever. And they pull the vans up right behind that stage that we played on under the bridge. Um, so we're backstage and there's a, tra there's a trailer back there for the artists to hang out in. And it, um, we go over to the trailer. It's got this real cool, like, plaque thing with the group name on the, on the door. And it shows the times that we're supposed to be in there. And so we go in there and hang out. And since we were um, the first group of the day, we actually had a different opportunity than the rest of the groups do. We got to go up there and do it like a legit sound check without anybody out there. Because at this point, the festival's not even open yet. Um, we got to do a sound check, get all our stuff set up. 
Um, and then, you know, that it was that whole that whole thing was surreal like that. You really got a taste of being backstage at a legit music, you know, legit music festival, how the ins and outs work. Uh, you know, so we get there. We ask them, you know, because I was trying to soak in the moment as in my amateur DJ uh, life. I, and I wanted to be like, yo, nobody else is playing before us. Can I go out early? and start playing before like our set actually starts and so one guy's like i don't know blah 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 and so i don't know who this guy was but he's like yeah that's fine it's whatever and so they let me do that and so i was on this big stage by myself with these people out here in the crowd and like doing what we were talking about earlier um like kind of being the hype man and that was that was incredible i mean the crowd wasn't that big at that point but it was still surreal to be able to do that on this legit stage that you know is built for legit artists, touring artists. The sound was incredible. I had, you know, I had two monitors on either side of me. Like the lights was no, it was nuts. And so, you know, the set starts. We start going through our set, and then t- for me, being able to play music in front of my friends and for my friends, I get more satisfaction out of that than any other situation. Like some of the most fun times I've had have been at house parties that my friends have thrown. Like uh, Rob Rixman, we we had a couple, we had, I think it was a New Year's Eve party at, at him and Leslie's house one year. Ben had a Halloween party one year. And that was, that was one of the most fun parties I've ever been to in my whole life. And part mm-hmm. of that was because I got to play music for my friends. So at Forecastle, looking out there and seeing people that I know and uh, care about, and like they spent this money. Cause I mean, you, there were no discounts. Like we didn't, like these people paid to get in the festival, mm. you know, pretty much just to see us. So, um, and you know, and it was crazy too because, and some of the more popular songs at the time that we did, like people knew the words to them. And so, like, when you would do a beat drop and they would sing, sing the words, I'm like, <laughs> that's one of the coolest things to me. You were saying something about how cool it was to to like when the beat maybe dropped. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's for friends, but it was like the beat dropped and like everybody like we're singing the words back to you all. Yeah, yeah. So that was you know that was a pretty surreal moment. Somebody actually, somebody got a it might have been Zach honestly because weren't you taking photos that year? Yeah, I had a. That's why I knew the year because 2016 I had a media pass. Yeah. So um, I I know you took one. For sure, because I've used it as a profile picture, and it might be the one that I, actually I'm positive it is. There's one of me that I have my mic in the hand, and I'm obviously yelling something into the mic, and I've got this big smile on my face. Yeah, um, you're pointing out to the crowd, maybe. And I'm pointing it- out to the crowd. Yeah, yeah I love that and, one. And so that's that picture is a perfect representation of how that day was. It was just, I mean, it was indescribable. You get up there and you do that, and um, you felt like a legit music star at that point like then your head just i'm like the wheel starts spinning and it's like what is this like for people that do this all the time like you know you play forecastle and then two nights later you're playing nashville and then two nights later you're playing atlanta like it really makes you think like man it would be legit to do this you know for a career um but it was um it was an awesome experience another really cool part of playing the festival was that since we had artist passes, we got to go backstage on any stage at any time that we wanted to. And so, 
Um, we did that often. Um, I forget who was, I forget. I would have to look at the lineup that year, but somebody else really dope played on that stage that year. Um, I don't know why I can't remember who it is, but anyways, being able to do that, go backstage, especially on the big stage that's out on the, um, that was out on the, the great lawn and seeing those, you know, cause those acts, those are the guys that have the big legit tour buses and like their tour buses just drive back behind the bridge or behind the stage and they get off the tour bus and go on stage. Um, it was a really surreal, uh, really surreal experience. Um, one that I'll never forget. And, um, you know, when we started, when we, that group started playing together, I mean, I know me personally, I never, you know, I thought it was going to be a hobby type deal, but, um, it turned into much, much more than that. Um, and I'm super grateful that I got to do that for as long as I did and, um, you know, have those experiences. And, you know, we played Forecastle. We ended up playing, you know, on the Great Lawn again with the Louisville Orchestra, which all these guys were uh, there for that, too. That was that was legit. Um, you know, that there were 40,000 people in the crowd that night. Um, and, you know, we played, we played in New York twice. We played in lexington cincinnati uh, pretty much all through the region so um forecastle was kind of the springboard for that um so it, it was legit i mean it was it was you know it was it was something that again i would have never imagined i would have ever done well i appreciate you sharing that and that's the kind of quality backstage information you get on the pretty good podcast uh not everyone has a I superstar good, i can't tell you the good <laughs> stuff but yeah we can uh, get that off air yeah, we'll we'll release a um, explicit version for our Patreon subscribers. Swipe <laughs> yeah. up, swipe up, and premium members. Yeah, premium, premium numbers. If you want to contribute, we'll we'll give you a story for for and Skype or Venmo me. Thank you, thank you. Um, but with Forecastle, uh, a, a lot of it's so it's a three day festival, and it's uh, this year from July twelfth through the fourteenth. A lot of the time when the, the lineup drops, I really don't know most of the acts. Um, and that's not a bad thing because the good thing about a musical festival or get together like this is while you might be waiting for your favorite band or artist to come on, there's downtime and you might hear something that catches your ear. It's a good way to, you know, spread your brand or you're just a fan going a good way to hear some great new music. So I'm going to go through each day. I'm going to start with the Friday show and I'm going to read the acts and you guys can tell me, um, what you're excited about, what you know about any of them, and uh, then we can just go from there. But so Friday, um, the headliner are the killers. So I just want to know, will they ever answer the question, are we human or are we dancer? That's all I want them to answer. So <laughs> <laughs> also on, on, on Friday is Portugal, the man who I, I am aware of them. Uh, shout out to my man, uh, Taylor Powell on Facebook. He's been Facebooking about them forever. He's probably been to see them as many times as Zach's been to Dave Matthews for some reason. Mm. Um, uh, Judah and the Lion. I have no clue who that is. Uh, Highly Suspect, Chromio, Jungle, Lucius, No Name, Snake Ships, The Midnight, Hop Along. There's also the band Camino, Likely 47, uh, Your Girl Liz Cooper and the Stampede, Julia Jacklin, Wax, Girlwood, which is a fantastic name. <laughs> the Artistentials and Spaz. Oh, are they? So there you go, yeah. Ben. Uh, any of those jump out at you that either the bigger name, obviously, I think everyone knows the Killers, but yeah. any of the other jump out at you? Killers are awesome. Uh, their song, When You Were Young, just an all time. Uh, 
karaoke song. Uh, reminds me of Philip playing Guitar Hero with him every time. I was uh, gonna say karaoke song. It's a Guitar Hero song. Yeah, it, same. I, I I use them both ways. Uh, I will just jump in and say, uh, Lucius, uh, Meg, and I have seen them uh, at least three or four times. They're really good. They're um, this harmonic uh, duo from New York. They're two women. They 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 match outfits and uh, they. They have their hair styled in the same way, and they do all this crazy makeup. But uh, they do this thing where they just lock their voices, uh, and they just become like one voice. But it's like I, I don't know. I, I've never heard two people harmonize as well as uh, the two women in Lucas. Um, so that that would be my recommendation for anybody who would care to listen. I uh, really like Lucius. Have you seen them at Forecastle before, Ben? Not at Does... Forecastle. They played a Waterfront Wednesday. And then oh. they came back for a Halloween show at Headliners uh, in Louisville where we saw them. And then Ooh. we also went to Durham to go see them. So, so. I, I feel like I've seen them at Forecastle. Uh, yeah. And they were great there. Yeah. But don't, don't they do like – they kind of – they have drums in front of them? Sometimes, yeah, they do. They uh, they bring out like uh, a couple toms and they'll – They'll they'll start the song with a beat and then uh, bring in the singing. But I they yeah they they've got a, a couple different setups that they do. I I haven't seen them do that for a while. Um, but yeah, it, it, they've they've got a great backing band too. Uh, a couple dudes on guitar uh, and a, a couple really good drummers. So that's it. Any okay. of the others uh, that jump out to any of you guys that you've either seen before or you're, you're curious about or um, uh, might have heard on the radio. I've, so I've seen Portugal the Man at Forecastle a few years ago. They're pretty good. Um, Cold War Kids, I've never seen them. I've listened to them a little bit, but I think they're one of Celeste's favorite bands. Shouts to Celeste. If, Shout if, out if Final Fantasy XIV. Right. Um, Chromeo, I actually saw at Headliners last year. They're a, uh, a Canadian like funk electronic duo, and they're fantastic. <laughs> they are great. Um, Jungle, they're awesome. It's like a band from the UK. They have maybe eight or ten members, but they're I, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, anybody, but they have great videos where they have like professional dancers doing these like very cool choreographed, like one take uh dances, and mm. they're super cool, but they sound great. That yeah, they're awesome. Um that's that's probably it. That's all I know from there. Okay. Yes, yeah, I've seen Portugal the Man too. Um, probably the same forecastle that um, uh, Zach saw them. Um, outside of that, I don't think anybody else really jumped out to me on Friday. Are, that, are you just doing day by day, or are we j- jumping into Saturdays? Yeah, I'm going to do day by day. So oh, okay, this okay. is just Friday. Then uh, cool. we can break down uh, Saturday and Sunday. But I bet hearing Mr. Brightside with like you know, X amount of thousands of people would be pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they will kill it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Saturday seems a little bit more uh, hip-hop centric. Um, so Saturday, uh, Anderson Pack and the Free Nationals, I believe they just won a Grammy this past year. Uh, Maggie Rogers, Playboy Cardi, you know, in New York, Humility Rocks. Uh, Midland. <laughs> Moon Taxi, who I think should be the headliners, his next artist, Nelly, is especially if he brings the Saint Lunatics. I mean, 
Midwest. No Lions chance that time happens. Murphy Lee better be there. Murphy, Murphy Lee, Lee better be the there. Be. Yeah, when I was like in middle school, I thought Murphy Lee was the coldest rapper ever. And then when I grew up, I'm like, man, his punchlines are corny. But <laughs> it'd be still good to see him. So Nelly will be there. Uh, Lauv, Big Wild, Capernia, Chelsea Cutler, Teddy Abrams and Friends, PJ Morton, um, who I think is absolutely incredible. Um, a lot of people might not know him. He actually, uh, he's in Maroon 5 now, but he has his own singing projects. Beautiful voice. Uh, very talented. Camp, uh, Penny and Sparrow, Israel Nash, The Marys, and Blasian. That's two Bs before Blasian. He's so. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, so. he's local. So you know, black plus Asian equals Blasian. So that's probably where he got his name. <laughs> So what do you guys think about Saturday night so um, Saturday? And- Saturday is um, if I were going to go and I haven't decided if I'm going yet. If I don't do if I didn't do the weekend pass, it would definitely be Saturday. Um, Anderson Pack, Nelly, Playboy Cardi, all those guys. Um, they all um, they're on my what they would be on my playlist uh, for forecast this year. And then Teddy Abrams, um, for those who don't know, he is the uh he is the conductor for the Louisville Orchestra and um, super cool dude. Very young dude. Um, I think he's early 30s now. Um, youngest. He's the youngest conductor of a major on orchestra in the country, I'm pretty sure. Um, so since he's taken over the LO, they've done some really out of the box for an orchestra type things. Really cool. So every year he's well, every year since he's been here, he's had a set you know, Teddy Abrams and friends and it's always local acts that he brings up there with him. And they do, I mean, I mean, last year or maybe the year before there was probably 30 musicians on stage at the same time. And it was, it was really awesome. Um, so that I would definitely check them out as well. It's cool. It's very cool. Like you said, that he's become a staple of forecastle and that they've kept that like it seems like forecastle has done a great job of trying to keep their louisville roots as well mm-hmm. like always bring in some local acts um but yeah you're right teddy is always like uh, maybe it's been for the every year for the last maybe three or four years at least at least yeah yeah that he's yeah so ben well, are you excited about this one it's pretty cool to see go. all right oh yep yeah, I mean, um, you know, we've talked about it a lot. You know, the uh, the hip hop stage uh, at Forecastle, it's kind of like uh, Zion uh, in the Matrix movies, if you're familiar. You know, like everybody's dancing, uh, and I just feel like at the the moment that Nelly would start to play "Hot in Here," uh, it would just take you right yeah. back to eighth grade. You know, the your first time grinding on a on a girl's buttocks. Oh uh, no, man! You got to uh, leave room for Jesus when you dance, man. True, true. Uh, I remember when I saw uh, I love Jesus him. is everywhere. You don't have to leave space for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, trust me, the Holy Ghost is there. <laughs> I, I feel like Christianity is getting a lot of shouts outs in this podcast, mm. but um, weird uh, flex. I, saw, I I love McConan do uh, that. Um, you know, uh, I don't is sell that... Molly no more. Uh, that song, it it was just awesome. I I feel like you know nothing. I know Zach's a big Anderson Pack guy. Um, I, and I would enjoy seeing him live, but other than him and Nelly, uh, nothing really jumps out uh, at me uh, at Saturday that would make me want to shekel out the uh, the money to get down there. I'd say another thing. I, I'll ask you this: I feel like Anderson Pack and the Free Nationals 
is a weird look to headline a night at Forecastle. I, I feel agree. like I they're not they're not there. Like, and I like and I really like Anderson Pack, and I he was the one I was talking about earlier. I, I don't know if it was on the pod, but it was. Uh, I had tickets to see him in Nashville at the Ascend, where me and you Ben saw Tame Impala, uh-huh. and like, I I had to sell those tickets for like a third of what they cost. Because I, I wasn't able to make it. I didn't, want, I didn't really want to go after a while. Because it was just like, I didn't want to make that trip again. But like, yeah, it, there were a lot of tickets available in the pit area and like the pavilion area for Anderson Pack like day of show. Yeah. So I just, and you know, could just be whatever circumstances. Nashville could be a lot of other stuff going on that weekend. But it just strikes me as odd, an odd look to have like, because, I, I mean, I wouldn't even say that he's as popular as the Avett brothers and, like, definitely not as popular as the Killers. Well, um, it, I, I think that might even speak to, like, the festival setting. And we were, like, talking about this at break. Like, the, the people that go to festivals, you know, I, I, I don't know if you guys mind me saying this, but they're typically young, wealthy white kids. Uh, and I don't know if his music, well, I I'm offended. It, like, really, I'm offended. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I don't know if his music really speaks to that demo. Um, and I, I think he's awesome. I, I, it also might be that, you know, it's just not like a festival setting. Like maybe he's just more of like a, you know, like a headliner or uh, just like a classical music venue, uh, because I do think it is a, a different kind of artist. You know, you wouldn't see, uh, for example, somebody I'm going to see Phil Collins at a music festival. You know, he it's more of like a setting. Flex. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, and I I, I don't necessarily um, think that it, it should speak to his popularity because I think he's definitely on the way up for sure. Yeah. Now you guys uh, spoke to this before, especially Drew, that um, like Waka Flocka and the and T Pain last year they were uh, under the bridge right on Saturday night, or where yes. were they? Okay. Yeah. Now I remember like the big hoopla like T Pain on Twitter is like I guess Forecastle hadn't anticipated how popular. Uh, he was and how much demand it was for and it was like oh maybe overcrowded in this section do you think they're going to put nelly in that kind of kind of place again and yes be overwhelmed yeah, yes because he's hip-hop he's yeah hip-hop. I, I can almost... i'll confirm but I'll, I'll check the schedule while you guys are still talking okay. but I, my speaking of nelly you mentioned hot in here earlier my regret is that i was only in middle school when that came out i would have loved to have been a full-fledged adult in the club like you know the excitement you hear now when you're at a wedding or you're at a bar and you hear like the um back that ass up drop. Yeah, if you would have heard that hotten, I would have uh. owned my drink on the nearest person <laughs> and ran to. The, I probably would have stood there with my hands in my pockets, but I would have been in the middle of the dance floor, just you know that line, looking in the mirror, girl. I think my butt gets. I, I don't know. It's like lines like that are like in um baby got back when you know when he says even white boys got the shout. My favorite thing to do is look at whatever Caucasian friend I have and point at them from across the club. Be like, you know you got a shout because baby got back. Just, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, hopefully I stalled enough for Zach to find out where Nelly's from. Uh, well, wait. So what is – I don't know if Drew is still with us. He's kind of frozen again. But is Ocean Stage the one where the rap were usually yeah. – where Andrew were talking about? So Nelly is actually on the boom stage. Wow. So he's over there with, uh, I guess, next to, what is it, that seafood place? Is it Joe's Crab Shack? Yeah. Yeah. Right next to there? Yeah. Unless they move, boom. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, so that looks like that's where he is. 
Okay, so since you're looking at that, can and you've been a couple of times, can you speak to like how everything's set up and like you would you have any tips for anyone going for the first time, like how to navigate oh. where to park or what to do? Probably Uber's always your best choice, but Uber's a good choice. Um, you know, and, and like you can find a parking, you can find like tons of parking down there. Find a garage to park in for the day and just walk over. Um, I would definitely. I don't. I, I think it just depends on what you want to see and what you're wanting to do. Um, I've been a couple of times where I've seen. Um, yeah, Drew's texting. He's gone again. Um, I have. Uh, yeah, I've been a couple of times where I've seen somebody that was like playing super early on a Saturday, and it's so damn hot. Yeah. And you just got to be prepared for stuff like that. Like, if there's somebody you want to see and, like, bought the ticket to see them, like, definitely try and go see them. But also don't, don't like, kill yourself and, like, stay hydrated as hell. Oh, man. Someone's getting a call, too. <laughs> but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it is an all-day event. But, I mean, the way it's been raining here lately, I'd probably take a hot day because it, it seems like it literally... Literally rains every day, yeah. and I want something where the river overflow overflows. Or there was a year that Sam Smith came. I think his set got cut because of wind. I oh, think yeah. it was too windy. Yeah, and, I was yeah. I was there. I remember seeing the screens like flapping in the wind. That actually exactly was that the year that we played. That you guys played? Yeah, or was that different? I feel like that was a different year. Because the year that we played, I don't, the only reason I asked that is because the year that we we played it stormed right after we played like we played from three to three forty-five, and at like 4 24 30 they closed the festival grounds because some big storm rolled through there so like yeah. as soon as our set was done like they cleared the whole grounds um so that's the only reason i thought that it might have been the same year i think that year was either 2015 or 17 because you guys were uh 2016 okay and um, I don't. I'm just looking at the thing right here, and I don't see Sam Smith on that. You're probably right. Uh, yeah, but I know you cut out for a second, Drew. Did you have anything to add to Friday's lineup? Uh, we've talked about Nelly a little bit and uh, Anderson Pack, uh, whether yeah, I mean, it was Tom or not. Yeah, I mean Nelly should be lit. I mean, for all the like Ben was saying, it would take you back to middle school or high school, depending on how old you are. Um, you know. I'd like to see Anderson Pack just because I've never seen him before. Um, but yeah, I mean Nelly would be the would be the, uh, the top of the list for me for that day. All right, so I guess we'll move on to Sunday, the third and final day. Uh, so the headliner Sunday are the Avid Brothers, uh, pretty popular. I couldn't name any of their songs, but I do know who they are. Uh, we have uh, T- Tyler Childers, uh, Churches, First and Kit. Andrew Bird. We also have Dawes, Anderson East, Lettuce, another great name, Denzel Curry, Mountjoy, Weathen, Youngblood, who I only know because apparently he dates Halsey. Good for him, though. Way to, you know, outkick the coverage. Uh, Sunflower Bean, the Ruin Brothers, Carly Johnson, Boa, Aaron Ray, uh, Evan Gia, and Bendigo Fletcher. So, um, this one, I think of all the days I've uh, listed so far, this is probably where I know the least amount of people, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the music's bad. It's just maybe I haven't given them a chance yet. How about you guys? 
I feel like Sunday is typically that kind of day. I mean, unless you're a hardcore, I don't know, um, non-mainstream music listener, um, I feel like Sunday. So Ben, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. yeah, I wrote down three names that uh, that I was interested in seeing, and they're all on Sunday. So yeah, so I mean, it's that group, and kind of like you were saying, Bryson, it's not, it's not that it's not an indictment on the music. It's just, they, you know, some of those groups haven't gotten to a more popular level and they may never, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't speak to their music. Um, typically now they have had in the past, a few of the like big headliners have been Sunday night too, to kind of like close the festival on a bang. So, um, I'm not sure it's, it's so much that way this year. Yeah. I know the Avid brothers, I feel like, Maybe it's cynical, but I feel like the Avett brothers are there every other year. Right. Like it. Little, like anytime I I saw that name come up, I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" It feels like that's the third time in the last five years that they've headlined. Um, and it's probably not that much, but still, I'm sure. I I'm just not like that's not really my cup of tea music wise. But I know, yeah, Tyler Childers, he's pretty good. He's like a he's a Kentucky uh, country musician who's like it's kind of incredible to see him like sort of i think he's playing right above right before the avid brothers that night so it's kind of it's, it's pretty cool to see like a kentucky musician on the up and up there he's really good uh churches they're great um they're like a scottish i'm pretty sure from scotland like a scottish electronic trio i've actually seen them live in cincinnati before they're awesome yeah. um i really only group i know i mean i know denzel curry i know uh of anderson east um i've listened to one Dawes album that was pretty good, but yeah, it's, it seems I'm not sure of anybody else on that Sunday. What about you, Ben? Uh, it, it seems like Sunday, I, I don't know if this is always the way that it is, but it seems like Sunday has more of a country uh, feel, like a little f- more folksy um, artist. I guess that would, um, you know, lend itself to the Avid Brothers and Tyler Childers. As you said, Church is, is awesome. Um, she's got a great voice, and I really uh, dig the synth. Uh, melodies especially off that mother we share album oh, yeah. uh, first aid kit they're good uh they're uh young up and coming like well, they might depending on your your mileage i guess they're already up but uh they're i, I believe they're sisters uh but they've got really good uh guitar driven acoustic guitar uh harmonies i like first aid kit also i've just given love to all all the louisville artists um uh, you said Boa, Bryson. I actually mentioned them. They opened for White Reaper in that show. Um, they're a trio, just really young, fun kids. Uh, they, they sound like they're straight out of the 70s, but like I said, they write all their stuff. Uh, they did one cover medley uh, from like all Allman Brothers and Fleetwood Mac songs. It was really awesome. And then also, I, I think I mentioned Carly Johnson uh, in that heart cover band. She's just got an awesome voice. She's like Louisville's Adele. Um, I think she played a couple shows in London uh, this past spring, uh, so she's on the way up too. But I always enjoy seeing the Louisville people get to share the stage with you know more established names and stuff. And I, that's what I love about Forecastle. I mean, uh, I don't know if it was this year, uh, this past Forecastle that Jack Harlow played, but you know he, yeah. I feel like he he used that that platform to kind of launch himself. And I, I feel like a lot of people. Uh, tend to do that and that's what's so great like you go in not knowing so much about somebody you see them you see hey this person you know shared the stage with 
Nelly, you know, what, what, what are they doing and, and what are they going to be doing in, in the future? So I think that's the really cool thing about Forecastle. That's the cool thing about music festivals in general, too, and especially yeah. Forecastle since it's local. But um, yeah, music festivals in general, I love stumbling in on somebody like maybe I want to see somebody at a certain time and then I have nobody to see until like three hours later. So it's like I'll go grab some food or grab a drink and then just like wander around and stumble onto a show that might be like one of my favorite bands after that. Yep. Zach, you mentioned the Avery Brothers. They headlined the year that we played in 2016. So that's probably the last time they were there. So that's probably why it's. It feels like. It feels like it's every year because they, they played in 2016 as well. Okay. So yeah, it's, we, yeah, that's, that's about out it. on the yeah, Avid yeah, Brothers. <laughs> no more Avid Brothers. Just take a break. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just chill. Just chill. Yeah, there's there's plenty of other festivals out there, guys. You can you can always we we you know we're friendly in Louisville, but just you know, don't overexpose yourself. Don't pull a Brett Favre. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> For those that get that, sorry. <laughs> so it's wonderful we do have this great musical festival in Louisville, but I'd be re- remiss if I didn't ask you guys the uh, cliche questions about live music. So who um, let's start with someone who's still living, which artist um, that you haven't seen is on your bucket list. I think Drew checked this off that he said he saw Metallica, but for each of you, is there like an artist or a band out there that if you know they were close, you would pick up and drive several miles to see them? Yeah, I'll I'll jump in. Uh, yeah, and I actually am seeing this person. I alluded to it earlier. Um, Phil Collins. Uh, I know um, a, a lot of people, you know, just think of him as blue-eyed soul uh, '80s guy, but he, you know, was making music with Genesis in the early '70s, and I uh, am a pretty big Genesis fan as well. I also like his corny '80s stuff, uh, for better or worse. I know he he takes a lot of shit, but. Uh, I'm going to see him, and this might segue or step on the you know few upcoming concerts we're going to see. But I'm going to see him in October at the Yum Center, and I am absolutely stoked. Uh, I'm going to take my dad. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, I'm very lucky that he uh, is coming to Louisville, but he was definitely a bucket list person for me. That I'm fortunately, if I make it to October, I'm going to get to see. Prayers. Thanks. How about you, Zach? Um, I feel like I can, I feel pretty lucky in that I got to see Prince before he passed. That was, he was definitely a bucket list artist for me. And I always hoped that one year he would headline Bonnaroo and I would get to like check him off and go and be at Bonnaroo that year too. But um, he never did, or at least if he did, it wasn't when I was going. Um, But I was, I felt very fortunate that I got to see him. Um, But as far as bands that I haven't seen, uh, Daft Punk. I would love if they would actually like they haven't toured in like maybe twelve years or something. I think, um, and they put out they put out yeah they put out an album in twenty thirteen and everybody thought that that was going to be it. They were gonna they were gonna tour that year or at least tour at some point around it and they just never did. So I would drive a lot to see them. I'd drive far to see them. But I would say the one I would travel the most to see would be Rage Against the Machine. Ooh. All the artists are still alive. They're still all playing music in random other places. Zach De La Rocha kind of pops up here and there. Um, but that's a band that, like, if they went on a six-show, like, mini-tour, and the closest they came was, like, Minnesota, for whatever stupid reason, like, I would go. Hey, I, I got a friend up there. Yeah. You can crash with my friend Drew up there if you need to watch Rage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't need lodging, so that'd be, that'd be great. I think Tom Rillo, I think he's playing with somebody. 
Uh, I, I can't remember who, but... I, he I, had, like, sat in with the E Street Band and Bruce Springsteen for a little bit. Maybe that was it, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, I know Brad Wilk, the drummer, he used to, or he has played with a band called The Last International, hmm. among other things, and I think Tim Comerford has shown up in other projects, and, yeah, I know, like, um, Tom Morello has his own kind of solo deal that he does as well, um, but, man, yeah, that's a band that I would just absolutely love love to see yeah it's now, gonna be a long time. uh about them is there like a cover band or like a different incarnation of them i remember listening to the um advertisements for um louder than life also here in louisville and it was like prophets of rage and it sounded like on the advertisements they were singing one of their songs i didn't know yeah if that was... right that i think that was actually brad tim and tom like minus zach and then add in um Cypress Hill, the lead singer of Cypress Hill, and maybe and some oh, be real, stuff. be real. Yeah, okay. so they did some Cypress Hill stuff and some Rage stuff, I think, and then they had their own original material too. Um, but yeah, they've got a couple of good original songs, but that's just not the same. Like yeah. it's got to be, it's well, got to be Zach, it's got to be, yeah, yeah. Queen with Adam Lambert isn't the same. <laughs> well, and they uh, obviously Chris Cornell was the lead singer. He jumped in for what was called audio slave um, yeah that was another sort of that would have been cool but obviously he's dead i but as far as like concert like i i will say this since we're talking about music and concerts uh one of the most devastating things ever was back i think i was in like sixth grade they announced a tour it was rage against the machine and the beastie boys were hitting the road oh. together and that was straight out of my childhood dreams it's like yes feed that into my veins i'm gonna go and that would have been my first big concert Incubus wouldn't have been the first one. That would have been that. And I was going to go see them wherever they came. And um, I think it was one of the Beastie Boys. I'm not, I can't remember which one. Maybe it was Mike D um, or MCA, rest in peace, that they like broke their leg in a skiing accident. And Selfish. They, and they canceled the entire tour. Oh, my God. And I was devastated. And I never got to see Beastie Boys and, you know, never, ever will and uh you know richness machine that'll probably never happen since they've been broken up for a little while but mm. yeah devastating i'm still hurt speaking of devastation now this isn't quite on the level of rage and the beastie boys when i was in middle school uh so b2k you know r&b group omarion bump, bump, um, bump. bump 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 yeah uh the reason i love you um you know gots to be you know, the you know the 2000 r&b boy super group long past the days of boys to men and joe to see so that's what we had but it was middle school so i couldn't i didn't have a job and so there was this girl that rode my bus that i really liked and had a crush on for a long time and so i was like oh mom i gotta go to the b2k concert gotta go to the b2k concert and so i did all these chores around the house and uh, she got me two tickets. It's going to drop us off there. And then about a week or two before they canceled. And if you all know me, which some of our listeners might not know, I'm a petty person. And I held that hatred for Omarion and B2K for years. But Rightly. just to come full, come full circle, they were here in this like semi-washed-up R&B singer concert. So it was like B2K, Pretty Ricky, Mario Lloyd. Uh, your man's Chingy, Yin Gang Twins. They were all here about a month ago, and I did finally get to see him, and I have forgiven Omarion. So at least my story had a happy Wow, that's big of you. I know he's yeah, Took a lot of courage out of me. But <laughs> your boy, did you have any people that you, you'd want to still see? 
post Metallica. Yeah, I mean, I they were definitely the only bucket list artists that I that uh, I can think of right now. Um, ben said Phil Collins, and that I would I would enjoy seeing him for sure. I think that would be a good one. Um, my list of people that I would like to see in the future is slightly different than Zach and Ben's, um, <laughs> but but very on par with um, uh, how the music I listen to. Um, Kanye is still on that list, even though he stood me up. Mm. Uh, but um, I would want it to be the Kanye that Zach described in his second Bonnaroo experience. That Kanye's uh, gone, man. Yeah, he's dead. But like, you know, I miss the old Kanye. Yeah, I do miss the old Kanye. The <laughs> the one that slept with Taylor Swift. That's the Kanye I want back. Um, hey, man, he made her famous. He did. Um, you know, that would be cool. Travis Scott, I'd really like to see Travis Scott. He was here. Let's. Um, he was here and I didn't get a chance to go. Um, let's see. Um, and my super, my super ratchet, um, list of people I want to see, um, Sheck West is on that list, um, for obvious reasons. One, um, one song over top, and over again. <laughs> top one song of all time, Bo Bamba shouts out. Um, I would also like to see future in the right. So let me back up. Sheck West. The right setting, yeah would be the right setting um like a mercury ballroom type thing um in the right setting like they play a lot of big festivals but i would never go to like bonnaroo for example to see sheck west or future or somewhere somebody like that um uh post malone i like him too he falls into that same category of in the right situation in the right setting i wouldn't mind to see him um and then um, Wayne is going on tour again with Blink-182, I believe. Um, I yeah, think that's, that's wild. I remember yeah, this, summer, that. this summer. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't checked wow. out the tour dates for that yet. Um, but if that comes somewhere close, I might go check it out. But I don't, you know, I don't know how far I would go to see that at this point. Um, and honestly, <laughs> it would probably be as much to see Blink-182 as it would be Wayne because, I mean, he hasn't put out any new music. And not that I don't still love his old stuff but um i've never seen blink 182 so that would give me a good ex- a good excuse to see a new artist um even if they are far past their prime and extremely washed and i think one of them they actually replaced one of the one of the people too it's two of the original like it's travis barker and one of the other two guys but uh, yeah i think uh, yeah is it tom tom DeLong? is that doing his alien hunting yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, Drew. To I just realized too that it's yeah, Metallica is a bucket list item for me as well, and I wish I had gotten to see them in Louisville. And I fear that maybe I won't. But do you think they'll tour again? Like that's a good question. I mean, they're still so they're still on the same tour, but they're on a they're on an international leg of it right now. I texted Ben yesterday or the day before. They were um, they actually played in Man, uh, Man City's stadium. Yeah. Oh uh, wow. A couple weeks ago, or a couple days ago. Um, You're right. I did see a video of them in Ireland, and they played whiskey in the jar, and they all like lost their minds. Yeah, it's um, that's the same leg of the tour, and like, so it's different. The the North American tour that I saw, it was it was an arena tour, so all the places they played were in an arena. Um, This one is more 
additional to how they've been touring over the past, I don't know, five to ten years, doing stadiums with a big, huge, elaborate stage. Um, you know, they're selling out those, those buildings easily. Um, somewhere they played uh, uh, Slane Castle, I think is what it was called. Um, I think that was in Ireland, maybe, or Scotland. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, that was Bonnaroo-ish, as like it was just out on this big farm. And um, Lars always posts videos of him going to the venues, and so he posted a video of his jet flying over the grounds as he was coming into town, and like all these thousands of people already out there. And then you know, there's videos of when they were on stage. Uh, and this, the, like the masses of people at, at their concerts is incredible. I mean, they started in the early 80s and mm-hmm. I mean, they're 30 plus years in and they're still selling out stadiums, they're still selling out arenas. Um, but to answer your question directly, I, I mean, I hope that they tour again. I would love, um, I would love to see them again. I kind of, I, I kind of am like you. Maybe I won't get to see them again. Um, but I, I, when I saw them, I mean, the, their energy was still like they didn't miss a beat. You weren't like, man, they're old. Like you can tell that they're old. Like <laughs> it wasn't. You didn't get those vibes at all. Like that's they good. Went hard, they went hard the whole time, and um, you know yeah, they, that... look good, they look good for the the age that they are. And you mm. think about that lifestyle, um, they look pretty good. Yeah, that gives me heart that maybe they'll do another tour and I'll get to see them sometime in the next few years. Uh, I did see where I think they actually did like an S&M 2 yeah. not too long ago, and I really hope they filmed that and like put that on an album because that's like one of my all-time favorite like live albums is S&M from like 20 years ago. It was cool because like right after, um, right after the show here, they, you know, they announced the international tour or whatever, and they're playing in Australia at some point. And Australia is like a bucket list place for me to travel. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'll just buy a ticket to go to Australia and I'll see Metallica <laughs> again in Australia. Um, but that that's not going to happen, unfortunately. But, um, you know, hopefully one day. Yeah, listening to you all talk just makes me uh, have a lot of regret about some of the like, it's great. The Yum Center is this great basketball arena. But it's really helped bring some bigger names to Louisville that otherwise, you know, would either just go to Cincinnati or Nashville. And since we're in between, wouldn't have came to the Freedom Hall or, you know, when that was a thing. Like, as far as the, the Yum Center, like, I know he's a terrible person, but I saw R. Kelly there and it was fantastic. Like, he walked Damn, out. I'm out he, on Bryson. <laughs> <laughs> Bryson's canceled. Personal, personal decisions, decisions aside, like, he walked out in the crowd. I went with me and my man D and he's saying like, I believe I can fly like literally like five yards away from me. It was an experience until we confirmed he's a certified scumbag. Um, but, you know, hearing you guys talk about other things, like the person I want to see most is Bruno Mars and he's been here twice. And for whatever reason, both times I either waited too long. I was like, I don't want to experience him up in the 300 level section or the, maybe the very first time he came here, I didn't really have the disposable income to afford it. Um, Cause I think he's just a fantastic performer. He writes his music. He plays instruments. He dances. He does all that. And I, I know every song front to back. Uh, another one that he came a couple years ago, and this might be because I just went and saw rocket man. I wish I would have saw Elton John when he was here. Um, there's there's some song he said I mean he's had a career forever. There's some songs when I watch the movie, I'm like, oh man, I forgot Elton John sang that. Like I should have went when he was in the Yum Center. And then I know a big one coming up this uh later this year. I think Celine Dion will be here. 
So she's actually not in Vegas anymore. Um, and while that's just music, you're going to Yes. Uh, oh, it's coming back. I think they rebuilt the Titanic. Hopefully um, they don't hit any icebergs. That'd be really, you'd hate to see that. Um, but yeah, Celine Dion, not necessarily like one of my first people I would think of, but just because she's coming here, I'm like, man, I should have got tickets for that. Who who knows how much longer she'll go? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and like Drew said, someone like Future, I love Future, but it'd have to be the right setting. Um, not just because of the venue, just he might draw a certain kind of crowd that, you know, things happen at those kind of concerts. I'm sure you could look up a world star hip hop video about a fight or something breaking out at a future concert. So <laughs> fun fact about freedom hall, since you brought it up and mm-hmm. also Metallica, Metallica actually played freedom hall two times, which is kind of surprising. Um, they played the last time they were here before this year was in 2004 and they played freedom hall and they also played in freedom hall in 1997, which is kind of, kind of crazy to think, um, that they, that they would have played at freedom hall. Cause it just doesn't seem like a big enough place for them, but they did apparently. And uh, at, to add to you guys being out of me more, the first time I saw R Kelly was at freedom hall. So <laughs> yeah, that's why they got closed, man. supported him twice. Yeah, yeah. But, well, one was a Christmas present, so I couldn't not go see Kells, you know. So, but um, and and just for full disclosure, another scumbag scene. And I saw Chris Brown in concert. Dang, terrible person, dude. but he Who terrible person, but he was on a hell of a show. I'm sure none of the artists you've mentioned the have ever done it. The views expressed on the pretty bad. good podcast are not, <laughs> are not indicative of every party. I want to be transparent and open with our fans out there. So. Yes, I so saw have, Chris Brown. Saw do you have Kelly. tickets to see Bill Cosby too on his reunion tour? You know, you know, I've never liked Bill Cosby actually. <laughs> always, the uh, Bill Cosby to me is Uncle Ruckus in the Boondocks, and if you get the reference, you get the reference. And yeah, like not that R. Kelly and Chris Brown shouldn't be in jail, but I'm glad Bill Cosby is too. So I'm not. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah, next you're going to accuse me of following O.J. Simpson on Twitter or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> Truly heinous. Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. we're not supposed to follow O.J. Simpson? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the juice is loose, man. The juice is loose. <laughs> but, but do you guys have anything else to add about Fort Castle, live music in general? I appreciate your time tonight. Um, I have had a blast talking about music and live music in particular with uh, you goats. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I would say that um, anybody that hasn't really experienced that much live music, I would highly encourage it, um, both from the fan side of it and also from the artist side of it. Um, the element of of it being live and being unpredictable in so many ways, I think, adds to the experience you know, I've been to a few times, a, a few shows where, you know, smaller intimate shows where the sound goes out or the sound's not right or whatever. But that just adds to the experience of, you know, watching an artist work through that or completely changing it. So uh, anybody that hasn't has never experienced live music or very, very little, I would highly um, encourage you to do so as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, and I, I would just say you you got to go once uh, to Forecastle because each live show is like a completely unique experience. Um, you know, I, while they the artists might do it several different times, like 
only you will be in that exact position in your life to see that artist at, at that exact you know time that they're performing and there are those certain unique things that that make the show special or you know even just your mind state going in um your, your state of mind your mindset uh you know that that make it it's special and uh you know live, live events are, are tough um or they can be at least you know as as I'm getting older, you know, I don't have really the uh, the back strength to like stay standing for like seven hours and just get beaten by the sun and uh, be amongst all the kids. But definitely, uh, I would recommend anybody uh, that likes music to to go once and at least experience it and uh, not have any regrets about it. Yeah, I mean, it could have, if yeah, if you love music in the slightest bit, it could be seeing that your favorite band live could just be a life changing experience. Or going to Forecastle for your first time, you could stumble upon what will be your favorite band for the rest of your life. For and sure. do it with your, do it with your friends and people that um, you know you're close to because you know it, it's just it adds to the the experience. It adds a whole other layer to the to the experience. Hell yeah. Yeah, and I'm just gonna get one last weird flex in here. I just remembered that uh, I did see Chance the rapper. This is even before like Acid Rap and Coloring Book. He was just in a Dang. a small venue in Louisville. I don't even remember the name of the venue. It's knocked down. It's like some some dingy bar. Um, there might have been 35 people in the crowd that night, and I only went because wow. my friend my friend Jameson was playing. Um, but uh, I ran into him in the bathroom. He was a cool guy, and I'm glad for all his success. But I'd like to think that conversation he had with me propelled him. So you're Let's welcome. Let's You're wow. welcome, America. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Of course. Uh, yeah. It's all up. It's too up.